Welcome to the Waiver Wired podcast and welcome to the week of your fantasy championship. We know you got there because you've been listening to Waiver Wired every Wednesday with myself, Jen Piacenti and Eddie Spaghetti. Eddie, what's going on today? Uh, well, Jen, it's uh, not a great time for me coming off a terrible, terrible loss uh, in the fantasy sem- second round, the semifinals. Uh, I faced the number one ranked team, the highest scoring team. I was the third highest scoring team. And boy, oh boy, did I could I use some points? I mean, uh, we talked about last show, obviously, the Chris Godwin injury. We had a late uh, James Conner injury, all the COVID yeah. stuff, Brandon Cook. So I threw in a bunch of guys like Tyler Johnson, Kendrick Bourne, threw in Josh Palmer, who had a you know decent game. Hunter Henry was nowhere to be found. So I got a one spot from him and a zero spot from Tyler Johnson and just Matt Stafford, three picks, uh-huh. my quarterback. So I lost – 171 to 75, but uh, oh. I should <laughs> I should win my third place game. That that really matters. Uh, unfortunately, wow. in, in my main league, and this is my main league with my my best friends from home and my, my brother. Uh, no no compensation for finishing in third. We no only do payout for no, third. No payout. It's just if you're second place, you, if you lose in the in the final, you get your your money back, your buy-in back, and if you win, you get you know all the rest of our money. So 12 team league, I, I, it looks like I want to finish in third, but no worse than uh, than fourth. So just absolutely brutal and, and a tough week for every fantasy football player uh, in the country or the world. That's tough. Um, I think we're going to get a lot of stories like that. If you're watching this right now on Twitter, feel free to jump in, ask us any questions. This is a live show and we do want to interact with you. You can also head over to our YouTube page or our Twitch page. And if you ask your question in the YouTube chat, the Twitch chat, it'll pop up right here and we will take them as they come because this is a really important week. If you were lucky enough to make it to your finals, look, Matt Stafford did me dirty too, spaghetti. In quite a few leagues, uh, it wasn't good, but I did get through in one league with Matt Stafford to the finals. It was a 16-team league, uh, so it's very deep and very gross, Um, but I've got my fingers crossed that uh, we can make it through this week, but you never know. But the good news is, news coming out the NFL, they have changed the COVID policy. Now, there's a lot of different ways you can feel about this because look, a lot of people already got screwed by these policies, right? Like uh, people that played, you know, without Brandon Cooks, without Mike Williams, without Travis Kelsey, all of the, without Dalvin Cook, really, really tough, you know, in their semis. And were that to happen this week, they would probably have all those players because now it is only a five-day quarantine, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, and you can just choose when you come back. Now, of course, the team doctor has to clear you, but The good news about that is it means you have a little bit more, a little bit less variance for your finals. So we have a little bit more confidence and we give you your start sits. But of course, anything can change. It is the NFL. The the twists and turns are nonstop. Uh, One twist we got today, Adam Thielen officially out for the season with an ankle surgery. So he's already had the surgery. Adam Thielen will be missing the rest of the season. But with these new COVID protocols, it looks like we could see Carson Wentz on Sunday. So a lot of that panic, you know, I was panicking for Jonathan Taylor, to be honest. Sure. Yeah. Besides the fact that I was worried that he could end up with COVID, which I don't want, um, of course, for him, also for me, but especially for him, because is he like the cutest? He's like so all American and so sweet and so adorable. Plus, he's 
literally when he rushes for a hundred yards or more, the Colts are nine and zero, and when he doesn't, they're zero and six. This man is phenomenal. And we can debate the MVP thing later on a later pod. Cause we don't have time today, but I love Jonathan Taylor. And I thought if no Carson wins and we're missing an O-line and all this, it's going to be terrible for Jonathan Taylor, no matter how you look at it. So now there is some hope that he can help me in my final week. I do have him on one of my teams. Other news, Sam Darnold's getting the start. Uh, so with this information, this says to me, I actually like it for DJ Moore. And uh, I potentially like it for streaming the New Orleans defense. <laughs> so there you go. Thoughts on Sam Darnold coming back? Yeah, I mean, Carolina is a little bit of a mess right now. And I know Matt Rules made those comments about like, you know, what, what do you say? Like Jake compared to like Jay-Z, how we need time to create this. And I do trust him as a head coach. The, the weird thing, though, is like they get rid of Joe Brady a few weeks back, who was supposed to be the next best play caller. And now you're going back with Darnold. You're flip-flopping. It's just never good for, for quarterbacks, never good for team chemistry, offensive chemistry. But Cam has not been great. So I guess like, I mean, it's the end of the year. Like, I guess you have to throw in Darnold in there. But it's not – I don't think this season is obviously not ending the way the Panthers started, which was really good, ending in a miserable fashion. That, that team may need a sort of rebuild. It might. Um, another team that might need a bit of a, a rebuild, uh, your New York Giants, who oh. have decided to start Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm in a committee. Uh, I, I think I think Jen a few weeks back, I said about the, the Fromm stuff was when he uh, did the press conference and he equated it to being a college student who said that he just showed up for the final that going to class. And when a quarterback says that you're clearly not NFL ready at being a quarterback and yeah, he was fine at Georgia, but has no arm strength. And I, I mean, people were excited to put him in because they've seen enough of Glennon, but it also shows you not that I'm saying Daniel Jones is some, you know, God level quarterback, but what he did with that team versus what these guys are doing, it's, it is pretty remarkable. And it's, it's a mess right now. Outside of Andrew Thomas, there's just absolutely no blocking there. Saquon compared to mm-hmm. Devontae Booker is miserable. I mean, like they have the same amount of carries, like same blockers in front and Booker's just doing way more than, than Barkley is. And uh, Sterling Shepard being gone, Darius Tony. I think has had every single injury you could have in an NFL season in his rookie campaign. Uh, you know, no one throws to Galladay. It's just, it's a total disaster. It's, it's the worst franchise in, in all of NFL, in my opinion. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Eddie. And, and we have some peanut, uh, peanut gallery comments coming in here. Uh, a little bit of a mess. It's a hot mess. You know who those comments are coming from. You know her. You love her. Our honored guest of today, stepmom Lauren. Lauren, what's going on? Oh my God. Hey, how are you? First of all, how is my volume? Is it like super high or is it super low? I think you sound good. Does she yes. sound good? Awesome. Yes. Plus, yeah. My she my microphone good. and my stuff. Tends- I should have done my hair. Oh girl, I haven't washed my hair <laughs> in like four <laughs> days. This is this is literally up in a messy bun that I'm like, I'll just put it down and do this and be like, hey. I just I just went to do laundry in the rain and pick up some groceries in the rain. And then I was like, I can't be bothered. Stop. You, you know, great. I understand though, Lauren. I was given some feedback from a, a listener um that said that if we wore, if I wore, I'm sure this includes you. If we wore something that showed cleavage, we'd probably have more listeners. So I'm really oh. disappointed oh. that you didn't come in the uniform. I personally decided to bundle up extra today. Oh to- man. Well, this actually works very well with my shirt today. So if you want to see some cleavage, it says, thou shalt not try me. This is from the book of mood, uh, chapter 24, <laughs> verse seven. So mood 24, <laughs> seven, thou shalt not try me. There's your cleavage it's- for you. 
It's one of my favorite scriptures. I quote it, it regularly. It I it, do it, as well. Mm. Mm-hmm, Zen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Zen. Now, listen, everybody, if you don't know Stepmom Lauren, um, you've been living under a rock, first of all, um, but she's fantastic. And we are thrilled to have her here today. Lauren, I'm just like going to try to remember all the fantastic hosts you were. Okay. NBC Sports Edge, Fantasy Footballers, Mayo Media Net. Um, there's like seven more. Yeah, Bet's you, TV. You <laughs> okay. Bet's TV. Uh, did we say Fantasy Bros? We did not say Fantasy Bros. Fantasy yet. Bros and then Football Guys. And the Football Guys. So, <laughs> I thought I was the hardest working, working woman in Fantasy, but hey girl. I am not. <laughs> oh, stop it. You do baseball so, too. Be quiet. I have one yeah. sport that I'm like, eh. I do. I have baseball, um, which apparently is actually happening. Did you hear Kyle Seeger retired? Well, well that's another episode. Oh, yeah. We won't go in there because that's, that's news. That is news. Um, all right. So one of the cool things that you do is you write. Well, first of all, if you're watching this at home. We're taking questions. Any question, uh, you know, preferably about week 17, but if you got others, because we did actually get some really cool questions from yes, we did. that we are mm. going to talk about and I'm really excited about. Um, you can go over to our YouTube channel, put them in the chat, and Eddie, Lauren, and I are going to kind of uh, go around here and, and talk about some of these topics we've already gotten and some, some waivers. Let's start with waivers, first of all. Let's get it out of the way. You write a waiver article. I write a waiver article. Who are some of your favorite waiver targets for this week? I don't know about you, but when I wrote my article, I was heavily considering the COVID situation. And I was telling everybody, you know, you need to get an insurance policy for every position because you don't know if Sunday morning you're going to wake up and you're just not going to have a guy. You're just, he's just not going to be there and you don't have somebody. So you need to have a position. But now that we have, I don't know, a little more security, I don't know. Does it change who you are picking up and what you're doing with your waivers? So this is interesting because today is Wednesday. Um, I wrote my article yesterday and my initial research was on Monday. All of that is obsolete. It's basically obsolete already, which is which really sucks. But I do have one player that is my favorite pickup for this week. With the kind of, like you mentioned, the aforementioned premonition, perhaps, but is KJ Osborne. I absolutely love him. Um, I think he was only like 20 to 25% rostered across platforms here. And it was mostly because Adam Thielen not only aggravated his ankle injury, not once, but twice. Now he done. So I really liked picking up KJ Osborne for that reason. So he was the one I think that has been sustainable um, from my Monday research, which now feels like it was roughly three months ago based on how Mm -hmm. obsolete most of it already is. So I agree with you 100%. And I I just had this feeling, you know, everybody was going crazy for Isaiah McKenzie. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just had this feeling, I'm like, I don't know, like I'd already seen the CDC guidelines change. And so when we did our video over at Sports Illustrated, I did KJ Osborne. I had the same feeling. I'm like, look, an injury is different. Mm -hmm. And so on that note, you know, I'm looking at someone like Rojo. I know, you know, Leonard Fournette's really injured. If for any reason, probably not, but if for any reason you're in the like the 15% of leagues where he's available, you're going to go get him. Same with, you know, Daryl Henderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, CEH injury. I don't think he plays on Sunday personally. I don't know. It's week to week, but he actually is available on quite a few waiver wires. Which um, is shocking. Which is shocking. It is shocking to me. And I know that it's because a lot of you still aren't playing anymore and, and all of that. So these numbers may not exactly be accurate, but look, it doesn't hurt to look. It doesn't. And you know, I'm going to take your Ronald Jones one. I'm going to take that just one step further too, because 
Speaking of the COVID protocols and then the change in the COVID protocols, we're still not really sure what is going on with that whole situation, but there has been a breakout in COVID within the Buccaneers. So if Ronald Jones is not available, which he may not be, try Keyshawn Vaughn because you never know. If you have a spot, I mean, this is our last week playing. So you don't have to hang on to anyone for week 18 unless right. you're weird and you play week 18. Don't do yeah. that. Don't hold on to Derrick Henry. You can don't let do him go. You can let him go. Same thing with Darren Waller. Same thing with Adam Thielen. This is so sad. Um, Like literally my first three picks are now done. They're done for the season. <laughs> I'm not happy about any of this. So when you come crying to me about how horrible your team is and your life sucks, mine too. We get it. We're there. We play fantasy football also. But Keyshawn Vaughn is one of those weird kind of insurance policies that you may not be able to play him if, obviously, if Ronald Jones starts. But he has some flex appeal, even if Ronald Jones starts. But if he doesn't and he's the last man standing, yeah, he goes. Oh, major. And the Jet, I mean, the Jets are such a cake matchup. And we even heard Bruce Arians come out and say um, – that the basically he loved Keisha that he thought Keyshawn Vaughn was a, a top running back could be a top running back in the league and blah blah blah, blah. really he like then hated him for a year he was just like Keyshawn yeah then who? where's he been in your game plan right, so exactly whatever I think he's just trying to mess with our minds but agree agree on Keyshawn Vaughn um I'm actually gonna have if anybody's watching this right now on YouTube Twitter be sure you put your questions in here i'm actually gonna have a beat writer for the jacksonville i'm uh, sorry for the philadelphia eagles on the show tomorrow on fade the noise which i'm filling in on series xm i'm gonna try to figure out if there are any clues as to whether it's going to be boston scott jordan howard or kenneth gainwell for that matter this weekend i will do my best um so tune into that tomorrow it is at 2 p.m eastern time who do you like best out of that backfield if you have to pick Oh, this is so exhausting. Like it is, it's the most tiresome thing in the world because you have to rely on Nick Sirianni. And I don't care how many times he wants to fertilize and water his team and like be this trust tree of Zen and love and peace. He gives me none of this trust thing ever. So right when you think it's going to be, you know, Boston Scott, then like Jordan Howard's there. Okay. When Miles Sanders went down, Literally, Jordan Howard and Boston Scott, like, split carries, okay? So then you're like, okay, well, that's, you know, pretty good running back by committee. Then Boston Scott scores, and you're like, okay, way more confused. And then Jordan Howard goes out, and you're like, now what do I do? And he's still questionable with a neck injury, even though it was a stinger. So this whole thing is a mess. It's almost as bad as the Miami backfield, and it's almost as bad as the Buffalo backfield. It's absolute junk. But if I did have to rely on one person, I'm going to go old faithful here. And it's not Jordan Howard. I'm going Boston Scott. Me too. That is my gut. If I have to do it, I, I had to. Well, you know what? I'm not going to give away any of my secrets. Oh, get it, girl. Because, yeah, I lost James Robinson. Me too. And uh. Yeah, I did. And I'm going to the finals without him. Oh, good girl, though. I'm not. And, mm, mm, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm in a bind. Uh, you know, I'm literally looking like, is Derek Gore the guy? Like, oh, I don't know. Right? Like, you know how we start getting like, you mm-hmm. know, is it Keyshawn Vaughn? Because originally I was like, oh, it's Ke- maybe it's Keyshawn Vaughn. I don't know. So I'm not going to give out any clues here because I know my opponent could be watching this. Because he's sneaky like that. Dessert. Yep. Dastardly. So. Dastardly. I hear you. Probably yeah, mine, I will take this for you. And I will go ahead and tell the people because I know the person who I'm playing against in the finals is not watching this because he's working. And I don't think he's going to go back and rewatch it. <laughs> 
hopefully. But yeah, I'm going You'd for- be This show gets a lot of views, Lauren. Like we are- I hope so. If, if he does watch it, I'm going to be like, did I look good? And I like, won't even care. Like whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's actually a very good friend of mine. So he probably already knows anything I'm going to do anyway. But yeah, Boston Scott is going to be the one that I'm going for. Mostly because I like his big explosive playability. I like that. Mm-hmm. I also like that he has done a very good job of just being that line of scrimmage back that we're really not quite used to seeing from Boston Scott. Whereas Jordan Howard, I feel- has a little bit more of a chance to not play as many snaps, especially given this neck injury here. And I, I like the matchup and I like it as, as much as I despise having to rely on somebody from the Eagles running back committee core, right. whatever you want to call it. It is going to be Boston Scott for me. I'm going to plant my flag on this hill and probably cry. So, uh, yeah. So then let me ask you this Boston Scott or Dari Ogunwale. Oh my gosh. Which are you this is so tough. Okay, I'm going to go Boston Scott on this. Now, I love Dario Ogunbowale. I love it. I didn't even say it right. And I said it right so many times. Ogunbowale. It's so phonetic. I love it. You just, it's how you spell Ogunbowale. it. It's how you say it. I love it. So I am going to go Boston Scott over Dare. And I, and I don't necessarily know if this is even a question in my mind here because I've heard a lot of the arguments about it being a volume thing. I don't think it's going to be a volume thing. This is the Jaguars. They're going up against the Patriots, right? This is gross. All of this is gross. There's nothing that's not even like this is a really good player who is going up against a bad matchup or it's a, you know, mediocre player with a good matchup. This sucks all the way around. So I don't really want to deal with it here. The Jaguars are going with you. Yeah. Hot mess. Hot mess. Just like Carolina, which uh, Eddie Spaghetti was like, it's a little bit of a hot. It's a hot mess. It's not even a little bit. This is gross. I want nothing to do with it because James Robinson was really that guy. And since he's gone, I don't necessarily know if this is the same kind of situation where you say, oh, it's the next man up. I just I don't see it. I don't see it here. It's probably going to be Laquan Treadwell, like rushing all the time, or it's going to be, you know, somebody else. Who knows? I'm staying as far away from Daria as I can. I'm with you. And I think Dario Gumbwale is the kind of player that you're gambling just on a yes. touchdown that he falls into the end zone. I mean, he had 17 Absolutely. carries in the game after Robinson left. He averaged 3.4 yards per attempt. Not spectacular. And then I'm looking at this game and it's a spread of oh, 15 and a half. So the Vegas thinks New England is going to win this by 15 and a half, 16, 15, 16 points. Super great, great Where script. Where is Terrible. fit? Yeah, no, I don't it's know. bad. It could happen. It could happen. But well, it's fantasy it football. Up. Likely it will because now we're, we're like hating on it. So it's probably exactly. going to happen. You probably don't bank on it. it if you guys want to do the reverse jinx, now would be the time to get Dario Now, now would. But burn some sage, you know, like get it, get yeah. it going. But yeah, no, I'm staying as far away from Dario. Quote your Bible verse. <laughs> you know, that's uh, not yeah, timing. So we're in agreement there. We're in agreement there. As yep. far as quarterbacks, you know, now that we have the safety net with the COVID thing, I don't think there's a need to really go get uh, mm. a COVID, uh, you know, backup right now. I think you can probably wait to the last minute if, if something comes up. I can't see really any guys like I'm not starting Davis Mills over Russell Wilson. I know he's been disappointing, but I'm not doing that. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Huntley is still my preferred fill-in for Lamar. That is one good piece of news. Because of the COVID news, I would assume it's him and not Josh Johnson if Lamar doesn't go. And I think that's a nice, you know, fill in if you're in that situation. But other than that, you know, I'm not, I'm not like going out like, Oh, Trey Lance is going to win me my week. He's facing Houston. Eh, 
That's what we. Yeah, I don't mind Trey Lance, especially if you're in deeper leagues. I don't necessarily mind it because what we've seen two quarterback leagues. Oh, two quarter. No, super flex and two quarterback. I think I could definitely get on board if you are desperate, Mm -hmm. Um, especially if your league mates have a super huge bench and they're just like hoarding people right now. Especially if you were that really rude league mate that now everyone just wants to make sure you don't win. Don't be that person. Anyway, I don't mind it because I know what he can do with his legs. Kind of like that thing I have with Taysom Hill because I know he can run. I think right. there is ability there for Trey Lance. So I don't hate that one, but I'm not going out of my way to go snag him, especially with this lightened COVID protocol, just like you mentioned, that we right. can actually do. So that's a piece of research for me that changed. For instance, on my yes. waiver article, I suggested Trey Lance mm-hmm. on Monday. Yeah. Now that there is no COVID, I'm kind of like, mm. You know, don't get cute. Now, if you're doing it, you're probably doing it to start him over like Kirk Cousins or something. And I don't, I I couldn't do that in my championship week. I couldn't do it. No. Just appeals to someone that's interesting to me potentially too. But again, I I was on, on Tuesday, I was on a podcast with Jake Seeley. We did the duck yeah, duck no with Trey Lance. And I found myself saying duck yeah to start him over so many players because there were so many question marks. But now that we right. have more clarity, just like you said, it's kind of one of those situations oh, yeah. where don't be cute. I don't necessarily know if this is a situation. But if you are in a bind, I don't hate starting Trey Lance because of what we can see, what we have seen that he can do with his legs. Perfect. I, I'm with you 100%. All right. Oh, we got a question coming in on YouTube. All right, Lauren, you want to, well, let's, we'll both answer this let's one. Let's do ready? it. I'm ready. CD, T. Higgins, Waddle. Or DK Metcalf, one point PPR. Which two do we start? I was going to say, do I only have to pick one? Because who else are you starting? Because this is an amazing squad. Like, stop bragging yep. about your team. Yeah. Ooh, this is tough. <laughs> okay, I am going to go with my gut here, and I'm going to go. I love, I love Jalen Waddle. So that is one I think is going to be in my lineup. And my question is going to be here between CD lamb and T Higgins. I think I might go T Higgins and Waddle and I feel blasphemous for not starting CD lamb, Mm -hmm. but a lot of Mari Cooper buzz, a lot of squeaky wheel, Amari Cooper. True. And I don't know if I trust Dak. I think I'm going to go T Higgins and Jalen Waddle, but I feel like any combination of these is not going to be a wrong answer. They're all really good. I think they're all really good. I yeah. do agree, though, DK, for whatever reason, he's obviously on the naughty list. I'm going to go CD and Waddle here yeah. simply because the Arizona Cardinals surrendered the fourth most points to opposing wide receivers across the past four games. They also have the highest game total of the week. However, T. Higgins' game has the second highest game total of the week. And it's, it's really, really impossible. Higgins after what happened last week because he won me a lot of money on DK. Uh, DraftKings, not Metcalf. And Waddle, <laughs> Of course, is the guy. Like we know, he's the guy. He's there. That's what makes Tua work. And he, there's no competition. So yeah, thank you, Devontae Parker, for Mar- doing nothing. He's not sharing with Amari Cooper. He's he's Waddle. So yeah, I was gonna wear my salty shirt just for Devontae Parker, just just for him. It was gonna salty. Not friends. We're not friends God anymore. Blessed. He's dead to me. That was that was painful for it was a lot. Of super people. painful. Super duper um, painful. Somehow, I just accidentally deleted all of my. Um, things I was going to talk about by like leaning on this iPad. Okay. So we're just <laughs> we'll going to have to go for my memory. Okay. Let's do it. We got another YouTube question though, to fill it in. Okay. Sony, Michelle or David Montgomery. What? Uh, oh my goodness. Okay. 
This is weird. This is when I have to like, I, my memory bank is, is painful here. Okay. okay. So David Montgomery. So David Montgomery is going up against the giants. I feel like it's a David Montgomery is the answer here because Sony Michelle again, you know, yes, there's no, he's the only guy probably at this point and he's been awesome, but I think it's a bit of a tougher, tougher matchup. I wish I did not have to pick, but Baltimore, you know, they have been stingy versus the run. So I think I'm going to go Montgomery here. This is so painful, but yet it's not. This is when I harness my inner Rams hatred for leaving the city of St. Louis, of which I am a native. And I'm going to go ahead and put that aside. I'm going to say no, Sony Michelle, and I'm going David Montgomery. I think a lot of things lend itself to starting David Montgomery here. Not only is it a good matchup, but I also think it's going to be game script heavily in favor of David Montgomery. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, if Huntley starts, would you consider starting him over Dak? Or am I overthinking it? Oh, Dak is one of those ones that is really tough. Okay, for me, especially in championship week, I get very conservative. So for me, I would say don't be cute and play your studs. That's kind of where I want to go with this situation, especially because there's kind of a chip on his shoulder here from the slump, et cetera, et cetera. I think there's a lot of intangibles that are behind Dak Prescott that make me really kind of want to believe in him. I understand the draw for Tyler Huntley, especially since I just made the argument of being able to use your legs here. But I I think that your best bet is going to be playing Dak Prescott. I agree. I would yeah. go Dak it's, it's hard, though. It's just, it is hard, and I get why. Um, mm-hmm. But also, again, you know, we were talking about matchups. Again, highest game total of the week for Dak. I understand Dak has been slumping. Totally get it. Uh, but I feel like they're clicking. It's hard to sit your steps. And again, you know, looking over the last four weeks, again, Arizona, the sixth most points to opposing quarterbacks. So if, if it's that and the second most points to opposing wide receivers, then I'm thinking Dallas is probably a safe way to go. Dallas, by the way, still leading the league in points scored per game, 30 and a half per game, even with that Dax. Isn't that crazy? Wow. crazy. I, I think part of it, you know, everyone wants to talk about the Dallas defense and it's not that the Dallas defense is limiting points. It's more like they're helping score the points. Mm -hmm. Like they're either scoring them themselves or they're putting Dak in a position or Zeke or Pollard or whoever in a position to score those points constantly. Yep. It is the most opportunistic defense I have ever seen. I don't know how long it can last, but as a Cowboys fan, um, I'm, I'm all for it. Get it it. girl. Yes. Um, now, Lauren, I have to ask before we go into playoff week, if you have any, I'm, I'm like recovering all my data here for like my question. I so love as, it. You see me like I'll massively tapping my eyes. Yeah. It's coming back, baby. I'm like one, one button at a time. I love um, it. I want to know if you have any secret playoff strategies. Ooh, okay. I am a firm believer. I, I may, or it may be too late unless your, your waivers process already. I'm a f- firm believer in playing defense for your championship week, not playing a defense. I mean, obviously if you're in a league that plays defenses, that's what you're doing, but go and scoop up or have league mates who don't want to see the other person that you're playing in the championship week with, or maybe if you're not even in the championship, keep them from getting the good players. Someone dropped AJ Brown in my home league and I am not in the championship, but there is no way that I am letting one of these people who's playing against my husband, get that guy. And then the other one was Isaiah McKenzie. And I was like, go get him. Don't let him fall into the wrong hands. Like those are usually my playoff strategies. My other one is don't try to overthink it. Don't try to overthink it. 
Don't be cute unless there's some serious injury or COVID news that happens right before the game. You're playing those guys who can pull through because don't forget what time of year it is as well. This is not just the beginning or the middle of the season. This is playoff implications for real football, not just for us in fantasy. So these teams are stepping up to the plate. These teams are being even more aggressive, even more physical. They're trying to get those wins. And they're going to get them done no matter how they can do it. So I've had a lot of questions this week about Tyreek Hill. I'm sorry, I'm not sitting Tyreek Hill. I can't do it. And if you want to do it and try it, muy caliente, massive cojones, you do you. But that is not something that I am comfortable with doing because I would hate my life and my soul would break and probably turn black if I lost because I sat those guys that have proven to be able to get it done, even if they've been disappointing. See, I think you would, I agree with you. You feel a lot worse about losing mm. uh, if you sat someone like Tyreek Hill yep. than if you played someone like Tyreek Hill and the yep. other guy, random guy went off, right? I mean, yep. that's usually my piece of advice for people when they have these like starts and sits. They're like, oh, you know, like, who do I start? What do I do? I'm like, listen, who would you feel less worse with? Losing. Right. You know, that that's really what it boils down to. If you lose, who would you feel you know, the least amount of crappiness with having started or not started. That's really how you can make that decision because it's all about your mental health here. When we're talking about losing, it's terrible. It's 100% about that. Like if you had to go and say, um, I lost and I played Tyree Kill, everyone would be like, oh man, that man, really sucks. I can't Tyree Hill. But if you said, I lost and I played, uh, you know, DJ Moore, no, Byron Pringle, then we're like, how else? Sorry, dude, you deserve to lose because that was dumb. So, you know, I I think, I think that's really what it comes down to. Like, I agree, you know, hundred percent agree. So that's usually my strategy is don't, don't like be afraid to play defense because there's no other weeks you have to prepare for. Have a, actually, here's a third part of that. Have a uh, safety net, have an insurance policy in case of injury during the week and in case of COVID. So for example, I have a couple running backs that I do roster the backups to just in case. So just, I, I know they're not going to play, but maybe they will kind of thing. So don't be afraid to get rid of some of those guys that you know, aren't going to be in your starting roster for week 17 to add a little bit of insurance policy behind those studs that you have starting. Absolutely. One more week left, you know, make don't worry the cuts about it. You need to make. You're good. I have finally pressed the uh, restore button enough yes. times to get almost all my topics. Like force it here. to happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm just like, this is why I guess I, I didn't play video games growing up. There's probably some skill to it. Like, like up, down, left, know. right, circle, A button. Something. I'm sure there was some way to do it. I'm just sitting here hitting the back button, but here we yes. are. We got it. Um, because we got this awesome question. I want to ask you, Eddie. And then I want to ask you, Lauren, how you feel about this. I think this is an excellent question. It comes up every year. Okay. This is from one of our Twitter followers. Jennifer, is it wrong to go to your Super Bowl opponent and ask if they want to split first and second place money? I mean, it's not a national league that has millions of owners and players. It's about 400 for first and 200 for second. Curious about your thoughts. So, Eddie, thoughts? I, because uh, the, the league that we were just talking about earlier in the show, I, I know that if I asked uh, my friends or my brother in my league, the answer is no. And I think also a part of me is like, well, I think I could win this one. Like, I don't want to hedge my bets. I, I felt confident that I would win. Uh, I'd rather take more than, than give a cut away. So I, I think uh, I'd probably just say, uh, me personally, I would not want to split any winnings. I, I'd have confidence in myself. But even if you wouldn't want to split them, is it an ethical 
to ask. I'm not a big, I hate like collusion and I'm commissioner of this league. So I'm very anti collusion. Everything's like league vote. I don't, I don't like, I lock rosters. I don't want anyone dropping people who should not be dropped or picking up like the teams in contention do it. Um, so I'm, I'm like, I want to keep everything as fair and democratic as possible. I don't like the idea of like, you know, Oh, I'll, I'll cause then you, if you're going to split money, you know, it ahead of time, you may, may play the wrong player. Uh, I don't, I don't like that. It smells. But Eddie votes. No, it is a no Lauren. As an avid Texas Hold'em player, there is absolutely nothing wrong with A, requesting to split the pot, and B, splitting the pot. Especially if there is going to be some kind of reward other than monetary value, like a trophy or bragging rights. You still have a first and second, but the actual money that everyone put into it, and to, and Eddie... Wrong side. Eddie, there we go. Just to touch on to your point, I totally get it because if there's money involved, that means people had to pay into it. And I think it should go to a league vote. I don't think it should be done, you know, surreptitiously behind people's backs. But if everyone's okay with it, I have absolutely no problem with it. That's what happens when you're at a final poker table, right? Like when you're in a tournament, everyone's there. There's maybe like three or four or five people there. And they're like, okay, why don't we just split the pot? And then everybody gets paid out instead of having that first place get blah, 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 blah. I have no problem with that. That's actually a very common practice. If someone says no, they say no, but I don't think there's anything wrong asking that. Especially what if this friend like really needs to pay off some debt for Christmas? You know, like he has a little kid. He wanted to buy him, you know, like a scooter, wow. you know, like something like oh, that. He just needed, here. he just needed a little bit extra money. You know, he had to pay somebody, had to go do something special. Maybe he bought a gift for his mom who is in the hospital. Are you really going to say no? Because it's unethical. What's unethical here? What's the real morals, Eddie? God, the child not having a scooter. Lauren. I know. I mean, or a bicycle. God. Let's not even go scooter route, you know, like a teddy bear. Come you on. Know, you, you know what the issue oh, is, yeah, We don't know who's What's happening? It's Christmas. The, the issue is too with all these um, these fantasy sites too. They give you the projections ahead of time. I know that all the projections are accurate, but especially if there's yeah, like you know maybe the team that made on a, a went on a crazy run that's not nearly as good as the, uh, maybe the first place team is in the championship round, and then you see like the number one team is being favored to win by 20, 30 points. Of course, like you're gonna have the 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 worst team you know owner be like, hey would it be cool if we split this pot? Like, it, it's always going to come from the person looking up. I feel like, yeah, no, and you're right. It, it, it is a fair, if it, there is no harm whatsoever in asking, but I, I'm, I'm anti-split. So, okay. So I think, so I get to be the judge here. Judge Jen. Judge um, Jen. Where's your gavel? We need a gavel. Hold on. I, I, ha- I have, I have like, where's our logo. We got to show that like, whole, like I'm judging, I'm judging here. We got, <laughs> um, so I, this is a tricky one because I get it. Like if you've gotten this far, especially in a season with COVID, for instance, like, look, we're both so lucky. We just got this far. Like, let's just put the 500 bucks. We each take 250. We both worked our butts off. Is it really fair that, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I guess this is where it comes, it comes down to, to me. I think as Eddie said, if it's, you know, okay with the league, it's not super surreptitious, whatever. It's fine. It's between the two of you how you split the money. However, I personally would never, ever, ever do it. I would never do it. I want to win all the money. I want to be the outright champion. Uh, I, I just wouldn't do it. And if I lost, I would rather just lose. Like, I don't ever want the money for them because I don't need the money. Like, I, I don't have kids, so they don't need scooters. <laughs> and basically, like, I'm good. I'll just, you know, get what I need to get. So I couldn't do it. But I would say I don't think there's anything really technically wrong with it though i i wouldn't do it 
So I don't know if that's really a decision. So legally, we we rule that you can do it. There you you're go. Allowed. Yeah, that's our declaration. Yeah. Um, unless your unless your league commissioner says no, because your league commissioner is actually the one that has final say. So that was a great question, and I think a lot I of love people that. It. I think it's a great question. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. We have another question coming through on YouTube. Let's get to that. Okay, great. This is from Albert. You ready, Lauren? Yeah. Sony, Rojo, Zeke, and Mitchell. Pick two in a full PPR. I've got my picks. This is crazy. I'm going to go, ooh, full PPR. Okay, I'm going to go Sony, Michelle, and Elijah Mitchell. Oh, okay. I like Sonny Michelle. I know I just like poo-pooed on him there a little bit, but that was a specific one with a specific matchup in that particular case. I like the, I like Sonny Michelle here, but I really like Elijah Mitchell if he's healthy, obvi. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott has been very, very disappointing. And I think Rojo might have, um, Keisha, get Keyshawn Vaughn again, which is very annoying. So, um, you're not going to like this answer at all, Uh Albert, I'm going to give you the other two. I'm going to say I would go Rojo and Zeke here. (laughs) Um, because I, the Jets have enough to go around. It doesn't matter if he gets Keyshawn Vond. Like, I think they can both totally feast. And then for Zeke, like ever mm-hmm. the rumors of Zeke's demise have been greatly exaggerated. If you sit Zeke, you're going to be sorry. He gets those goal line carries all the time and it's PPR. He also catches the ball. I don't trust that Eli Mitchell is going to be hundred percent. I'm afraid it's mm. going to be committed. Wilson's been healthy and Sony just, I love Sony and I'm starting in my big money league as well as Rojo. I'm starting both of those guys in that league. That's a good that's a good point you make. Let me put mine into a re-caveat here. Because I'm in week 17, I'm in like home run hit because in every yeah. championship I'm in, I'm way, way behind. Did I mention <laughs> that I lost most of my first, second, and third round players? So my mind is geared towards swing for the fences because that's mm-hmm. all we have yeah. left, right? So if you need right. to play it safe, I think I might agree with you here. If you want to make sure that these are your solid money makers. I think those are the ones you can go with. For me, I'm looking at the upside here of Elijah Mitchell. And again, based on health, um, but Kyle Shanahan loves to use one running back when he really, really believes in him. So it's very difficult for me to sit someone like Elijah Mitchell with the big play explosiveness that he has. So if you want to play it safe, I would go ahead and go um, those routes between Rojo and Zeke. Uh, But if you need a little bit more upside here, I think I would go Elijah Mitchell um, and Sony. For some reason, Sony's giving me upside vibes. Whereas I think I mean, I hope you're right, girl, vibes. because I really need him to have. Oh, I got you. Okay, there we go. On mm-hmm. Sunday, like big time. So please keep sending those vibes because I need Rojo and Sunny to have a both have a big day on Sunday. I picked those guys up. Let me just talk. I'm just gonna have a little Yay. mini brag, humble okay. brag. Yes. Picked these guys up weeks ago. I was like, they're too good of hand. Actually, I drafted Sony really, really late. Ooh, really late. Held him all year. In my high stakes league, Ooh, this boy. is a league with no IR Ooh. and no moves after week 15. Everything's locked. We cannot make a single move, not a single pickup. I have wow. been sitting on Rojo. That's amazing. <sighs> yes. So, oh my gosh. That's crazy. Here we are, championship round, fingers crossed. And I am projected to lose by like 35. Okay. Nope. But and you'll probably win by I 80. Believe. <laughs> I believe. I believe too. I believe. I believe. Get it. Now, she's not asking you to split the pot. Just saying. Yeah. No, I'm not splitting the pot. No way. Uh, It's a big pot. It's like three grand or something. I can't remember. It's a lot. It's a lot of money. Oh, my gosh. um, That is. By the way, when I was doing like this right here, like trying to send the mojo, I like smacked a little knot I have like right on my forehead. So if I winced, 
That was why my, my poor husband had a terrible nightmare in the middle of the night and turned around and punched me in the forehead, not knowing it was me. So I woke up and I was like, oh, hey, what happened? He's like, oh my God. It actually really didn't hurt that bad because I have a really, really thick skull, but he was so concerned. And I'm like, no, it's fine. I'll be okay. Like I played soccer Aww. for a lot of years. Lots of things hit this dome. He's Everything probably more traumatized good. than you are. He was so he traumatized. I'm like, yeah, everything's totally. fine. I, I should have milked it yeah. though. I should have been like, oh, it hurts so I bad. A scooter. Fetch things for me. I need my scooter. I need a Segway. <laughs> me. Um, now, as you can tell, uh, Lauren's a little bit spicy. Always. And uh, so I wanted to offer to our listeners a special holiday gift. Ooh. And, you know, I think we always go about New Year's resolutions one way, right? Like, you know, we sit around and we examine ourselves. We're like, my New Year's resolution is this year I'm going to be more patient. I'm going to be more kind. I'm going to be generous, all those things. Um, but we're going to offer you a special gift here on the Waiver Wired podcast. And what we're going to do is we're going to offer you <laughs> some suggestions for your New Year's resolution. Things that we think you should do in the new year. And I, I will start off... Um, with a couple and we can go around the table uh, and I'm going to go to Eddie and then I'm going to go to, to stepmom Lauren. And we're going to, we're going to offer this gift to our listeners. I would like you all to consider this year. Stop doing the Nick Castellanos deep drive to left thing. Guys, we have heard this a thousand times. My friend Todd Zola just tweeted about this. I couldn't think of anything better. Please just stop. Just stop. It's not funny. It's not me anymore. <laughs> Number two, nobody's your daddy. Josh Allen is not your daddy. Jonathan Taylor is not your daddy. You know who's your daddy? The person that birthed you many, many years ago. And he probably doesn't appreciate you calling other guys your daddy. It's weird and it's creepy and it's giving me daddy issues right now. And my dad is on Twitter and I don't want to hear anybody else called dad. So just stop. And like, like daddy t-shirts and daddy hats. Like, what does that even mean? Do I know I'm like so uncool, but I think it's time to put the daddy thing to bed. I think dad should just be your dad. Uh, we can, I don't know what you want to call the guy you like a lot. You can call him your bae. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm so uncool, but really daddy. I mean, can I'm laughing stop? so hard. My mascara is probably all the way down my face. I can't I think, see. <laughs> I think we have to stop. And then my, my third New Year's resolution to all of you out there. And, and then I'll stop after this. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll pass the mic along. Can you stop selling high on every player the, the second after they're good in Dynasty Leagues? It's so annoying. Like, you know, you see like, I don't know, Amon Ross, I read, okay, so how much are you selling him for this week? Stop. Just enjoy your players. You people, like, you don't even enjoy what you have. You know why you're having trouble winning leagues is because the second somebody's good, you go and try to auction them off to the highest bidder and see what you can get for them. And you know what you end up with? A bunch of nothing and a team that's always going to win next year and the next year and the next year and the next year. You know what happens? Sure, you get lots of draft picks and your team sucks and you never get to take on the trophy and you never get to split money for a scooter. Yeah. Stop. It's annoying. Just have a good team, okay? Like, it's okay. Once in a while you can make a trade, but like this obsession with the second someone is good and you immediately have to figure out what you can get for him. Calm down, friends, and, and learn to play maybe another fantasy sport. So you have something to do in the offseason. That's that's my suggestion. Eddie, let me go to you. I'll, I'll start off with a, a quick fantasy football one that I've, I've seen a lot more this year and heard a lot more. Uh, and it may be due because of the, the COVID, uh, you know, protocols and players missing time and a lot more, I guess, significant injuries. But I'm so tired of people being like, oh, this is the year. I'm really done. With, I'm done with fantasy football this year. Like, 
like and you're you're not you've been playing for 10 15 however many years like you come july and august you're gonna buy the magazine you're gonna read the website you're gonna do all your draft prep you're gonna be drafting and you're gonna have the same you know process you have the, the year after where you're very excited about your team you're loving your team and then yeah everyone has their like bumps and bruises along the way you have injuries you deal with the some bad losses and you get some good wins and, and the cycle repeats and it's a fun thing and that's why you continue to do it so just please stop with like the no no i'm really done this year I've, I've had enough i can't i can't win like too too much and i'm sure you guys have seen plenty of those comments and my uh my bigger resolution kind of uh, off the uh, the the very sad death of uh, of John Madden, one of the, one of the greats, uh, an influence in my life, of course, uh, whether it's the broadcasting or the video game. But some pretty awful tweets uh, about him uh, too that come to mind. Yeah. And uh, you know, to kind of piggyback off of that is just please before you tweet something, especially after like a, a tragedy, like for your own personal gain, to make like a point. It doesn't look great, and I I would love if like social media would just you have to like pay for it, like pay for the amount of time you're on. Or some kind of like limit and i know like my job and our jobs revolve around social media but like 90 percent of the time it is it is bad but that 10 percent of the time you, it brings you back because there are some good people or using it for news and whatnot but man oh man like we, we especially in the times that we're in it's like you should definitely think and say it out loud before you you put something in the, in the public sphere because most of the time it's pretty cringeworthy and uh yeah the, unfortunately the, the john madden thing brought that to light yet again that is such a good point. If you can't say it out loud, if you can't call up your mom and say it, you probably shouldn't write it on Twitter. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Being a mom, being a stepmom, Lauren, what is your advice? So mm. mine is going to, I mean, Eddie Spaghetti, you couldn't have made this any more perfect. I mean, you just queued it up. You just set it right down on a tease so I could just take it home, baby. Don't be an asshat on social media. Stop. I am so sick of it. Like people who are super rude on social media, they say rude things, they do rude things, and then they're all curious as to why you're losing followers or people are hating on you. Just don't be that person. Don't be that person in real life. Don't be that person on social media. Be a good person. Like that's all you need to do. There is nothing holding you back from saying a compliment every once in a while instead of just ripping somebody to shreds because you can because you're behind a phone or a screen. Stop it. How do you treat people in real life? Because that is how you will be treated in return. And I've had a lot of people ask me, especially as a woman, you know, they're like, well, how many people do you have to block? And like, how many, you know, D pics do you get? I'm like, I don't get any. And I rarely do I have to block somebody because I don't put myself Mm -hmm. out there as somebody who is going to be acceptable of this thing. And if they do this to me, I mute them and move on. I don't argue with them. It's like two friends who have completely different political views and they start arguing with each other like they're actually going to listen to one another. No, it's not going to happen. They're not going to listen to you. You're not going to make your point. You just move on and don't let it bother you. Don't let it get you worked up to the fact that now you're just catting and clawing and insulting and just being mean. Don't be that person. Take a moment out of your day every single day to not only pay somebody else in your life a compliment, but pay yourself a compliment and then live it because that is what we do in real life. So let's bring that to social media and don't be jerks. I mean, literally don't be a jerk. And you will be so surprised at how far you can get in your career, in your life, in whatever it is that you're doing. If you just have kindness and you empathize with other people, shocking, this is not new, but let's start practicing these things just to piggyback off of what Eddie Spaghetti so eloquently said. And my next one is, I understand that you lost a lot of players in fantasy football. So did I. 
It's not like you lost Christian McCaffrey, but my Christian McCaffrey on my team is still scoring points. No, we know. Okay. I know. I know how hard it is. I didn't, I didn't, you know, Tanya Harding him. It just happened. Okay. Injuries happen in fantasy football. It is no one's fault. It's not your fault. It's not his fault. These things just happen. So please don't lament like it is somebody's fault in the universe when there is COVID, when there are injuries, or when your team sucks. This is fantasy football. It is glorified, educated guessing. It's meant to be fun, not meant to make you so sad and upset that now the world is ending because your team did not make it to the playoffs. I am literally in 15 leagues. I'm in the playoffs in two leagues, two leagues. And I do this for a living. It's okay. You it is survive. okay. And it is meant to be fun. Yes. And yeah, I have to tell you for anybody who is, it's not just even for industry. It's just for life advice. It starts with don't be a jerk. Yes. Don't be a jerk. I mean, just it really do does. It gets <laughs> you a lot farther in life. It really does. I don't understand people who think the opposite does. Uh, I can't imagine that they're happy. Um, but on that note, just really quickly, we'll just say one positive thing each. Yes. I want to see to talk about a, a player we love this year. Just really quickly, like who, who, like, I, I know Christian McIver got injured. I don't care. I still would take him in the first round if I was doing it again next year. I can't predict injuries. When he plays, he is phenomenal. And we'll consider all that next year. And we'll talk about that next year. But let's talk about who has been amazing for us this year and why we love them. Eddie, I'll start with you. Uh, I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks, a little off the radar, just because obviously there's some bigger names there, which I'm sure you guys will get to. But I have to give him a shout out because I took him, I believe, the 11th round of my draft. Uh, Wasn't really intending on really starting in that much. And he was a guy that you're like, okay, well, probably be the one. But the team has a humongous question to quarterback. Obviously, we know about the Deshaun Watson stuff. David Mills has been a great, you know, fill in for them for the few weeks. And he's had, I think, seven weeks over projections and a few other really good weeks, too. And he was a guy that was a mainstay on my lineup at, at the receiver position. And, uh, you know, he he's had a really good career that people are kind of sleeping on. And it was just a you know, pat on my back. Great pick by me, trusting a guy that's had a really solid career and another good season with Ryan Cooks. Love Brian Co- Brandon Cooks. I had him everywhere. And he was one of the people that I needed last week. So badly. But here's news, guys. Brandon Cooks practice today. Come on, Brandon Cooks. I need you one more week, buddy. Love you. Love you. Love you. Okay, Lauren, who's your guy? I'm switching him on you, girl, because I already told you who it was going to be, but I'll say that real quick. Cooper Cup, love him. Low-hanging fruit. Love him, too. There- two of my best ball teams, two of my best ball teams are going to win. Yes, I love him so much. And I, I originally had this as mine because – I, I don't want to say I hate it on Cooper Cup because I'm generally not like a hateful person, but I was more of a Robert Woods girl um, prior mm-hmm. to Matthew Stafford, simply because of the the 12 personnel that they were running, the two tight end splits. It really Robert Woods this it, year. it favored Robert Woods over Cooper Cup. But this year, his draft was the, the value got him in the draft was just mm-hmm. way too much to pass up. And he has absolutely exploded. But Eddie Spaghetti inspired me, especially with this Deshaun Watson thing. Um, I want to tip my hat to Tua Tungavailoa, who has literally had to endure so much of him just questioning whether or not he can play in the NFL, then dealing with injuries, not only coming back from a basically missing leg, like, right, his hip bone was like up in his trachea. That's a situation. He came back, went into the NFL, he worked his butt off, and then now they've won seven straight He has got the Deshaun Watson monkey off of his back. He can focus on leading this team and he has done it with dignity and he has done it with poise. And I want to emulate being like that and being as cool as a cucumber as that guy is. Tip of the hat to him. He is an inspiration. 
Could not agree more. Eddie and I were talking about him a few weeks ago about how wrong of a deal he's been getting all season. Yeah, we're just talking right? about it. It's, it's unbelievable. And by the way, another thing, I don't need to hear any more about how he's a left-handed quarterback, everybody. Like, it, it just, just get over it. He throws the ball with his left hand. I don't care. He's awesome. I think he's got a great heart. I think he's got a great soul. And I think he's mm-hmm. playing hard for the Dolphins, who are now on a seven-game win streak. Okay. So like, crazy. Serious. Okay, so I'm gonna go along with you guys too. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about someone I took in the first round. I'm gonna talk about James Conner. You know, right. this is somebody I wanted to be awesome last year. Didn't quite work out. You know, we moved to Arizona and I was kind of like, you know, I still like him, but I'm only going to have him a couple places just in case. But, you know, his story is so fantastic coming back from the cancer and then, you know, uh, the Arizona thing. And then everyone was on Chase Edmonds and I kept looking at it and I was on a show with Chris Meany. And uh, we were breaking down the Arizona Cardinal. I know I love Muni too. It's the best. <laughs> and um, I said, you know, I just keep looking at James Conner. I keep coming back to James Conner. And this this makes sense that he would get the goal line carries based on how they do it. And I just, I want it to be James Conner. And to watch James Conner come out and be absolutely dominant this year, not just in the run game, but in the passing game and just be phenomenal has just warmed my heart. Not just my fantasy teams who did great. And I have him in my dynasty team and all that kind of stuff, but just as watching football, just, I'm not even a Cardinals fan. It just made me feel so good. It gave me the warm fuzzy. So cheers to you, James Connor, uh, to end this on a high note. Uh, last thing before we end up and wrap up this podcast. First of all, go to extrapoints.com slash arcade. Play with us. We have free contests every week where you get to pick each game of the NFL season. So on Sunday, you'll make all your picks and then whoever gets the most right gets a free golden hat. Do not forget that. Eddie and I are, we're keeping up with them. We're up there at the top, Eddie. I think our records are top right five. below harry we're there yeah we're, we're close yeah. i didn't have a great week this week i think i only, only got eight right but everyone should appreciate my reverse jinx on the cowboys i took the washington to cover and uh you're welcome you're welcome cowboys fans and then uh we do have a couple more questions here so let's quickly grab them they came in on twitter this morning eddie will you read the questions for us we got this morning yep let's get to and thanks again for those uh, bunch of youtube comments today extra points pod on youtube extra points uh pod on facebook and twitch as well and we could read those live but those who tweeted we'll start with you um we need to start one here gabe davis uh ogunabwale and russell uh engage thank you uh and hi mom this is from gmo the icon Jeff. Oh, Jemmo, my, my, my dear, my dearest. Okay. I'm stuck on this one because I am kind of leaning Gabriel Davis, but I feel like that is a smoke screen. But then my other option here is Russell Gage. So I'm leaning Gabriel Davis, but I think I'm going to defer this to Jen. This is a really tricky one. Uh, yes. Yeah, Ogunbowale is not in the conversation. No. We have eliminated him. It is between Gabe Davis and Russell Gage for me as well. Um, you know, I'm looking at the game line here. Obviously, Buffalo is highly favored. Uh, Gabe Davis is a touchdown monster. But Cole Beasley is going to be back too. Uh, Dawson Knox is there. Obviously, Stephon digs the whole thing. And Atlanta is going to have a really tough time with the Buffalo pass defense. But Gage is the number one guy. It's so hard. I would go gauge. Yeah. And I don't hate that because I like the volume. I, I like it's the hard. volume I mean, of what he's going to do. Yep. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I just think he's going to get more. Um, but that is a gut decision. If you went Agreed. Gabe Davis, I don't blame you. He's definitely someone that can pop off. I think there's a much higher ceiling with Davis. He can so safety upside. 
Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like safety is Gage, upside is Davis, because Davis is still a bit touchdown dependent, mm-hmm. whereas Gage is probably going to get more targets, right? I like so it, yep. PPR, yeah. So that's a rear. That's your state. That's your floor and ceiling play, I guess. Um, okay. Next question. Moving on here, question from uh, Hockey Dad for Life in full point PPR. Uh, he needs to pick one and is running two, running back two slot: Josh Jacobs, Sony Michelle, or Rashad Penny. Oh, am I going Sony Michelle over Josh Jacobs? I think I am going Sony Michelle. I'm going Rashad Penny <gasps> oh, over Josh Jacobs. Spicy! I love it. No, I love it. It's I love so it. Gross. But Detroit. I know it's spicy. I like it. Um, I love Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is one of my boys as well. I love Josh Jacobs. But again, uh, week 17. Yeah, I'm going to go Rashad Penny versus Detroit. I like their Sonny Michelle call as well. Mm -hmm. I don't actually think, you know, I mean, it is a good matchup for Jacobs versus Kansas City. It's good. Um, But is Las Vegas going to be running the ball a lot in this game? Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's why I'm 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 out on Jacob. So my two choices were going to be between Sony Michelle and Rashad Penny. And my original one yeah. was volume, but you know what? Rashad Penny's probably going to see a ton of volume too. It's tricky. Mm, that is tricky. I, I think so. I think he's earned it. But then again, Rashad Penny could get injured if he sneezes. So I know that's that's I my mean, biggest that's my biggest issue. Um, so I think I think I'm going to stick with my Sony Michelle. I think I'm going to stick with okay. as long as he doesn't keep running into butts, which he's done a really good job of avoiding the last two weeks. <laughs> well done, Sony. Let's hope that trend continues. Uh, right. Next question. We got one from John uh, asking, what do you think about the Eagles defense against WFT or the bears against my gulp giants? This one's easy for me. It's the bears for me. Same. I mean, not even yeah. like, not even Sorry. a question here. Bears. But when you start out with the game plan of quarterback by committee, I feel like you're showing your hand. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think he wanted us to say something else. I think the uh, yeah. gulp was like, Sorry, please don't John. make it be against my own team. Sorry, buddy. No. Sorry. All, all is fair. They could win. This is the way that the Giants could win for you. See, they're t- this is how they're going to win for you. I like that. Way. I right? like that. Yeah. You can See? really, yeah. Positive spins. Positive spin on things, John. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Yes, Bears, my friend. Go Bears. <laughs> And to round out, the, <laughs> round out the questions here, we have one from Jason. Um, San Francisco 49ers or the Miami Dolphins defense special teams? That's part one. And part two, he needs, uh, I guess, the order or which one to start out of Chase Claypool, Boyd, and Osborne. Hmm. Oof. Okay. Um, probably going to go San Francisco defense, um, but not by a large margin. As far as Claypool, Boyd, Osborne, this is a tricky one. Agreed. I think they're probably all about the same, to be honest. Um, But probably Osborne has the most upside um, in that there's no Adam Thielen. And Green Bay surrendering an average of like 37 PPR points per game to opposing wide receivers. So should Jair Alexander be all over Justin Jefferson? That kind of leans towards KJ Osborne. Um, but it's really hard to start KJ Osborne over Tyler Boyd or Chase Claypool. Um, I don't know. What are you, what are you leaning here? Lauren? I'm the same. I am all about that KJ Osborne life. Um, I am not as concerned, um, 
with K- yeah, KJ. Yeah, I'm not even going to overthink it. KJ Osborne. That, that's what I'm going with. Go with your gut. That's another strategy I have is go with your gut when, here. It's going to be KJ Osborne. I love Tyler Boyd, but there's only a matter well. of a few plays when really it's back to T. Higgins, when it's back to Jamar Chase. And here's right. the other one besides oh, Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool's dead to me. Want to know why? So is Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> so don't even worry about the Steelers. Done. <laughs> done. Be done with the Steelers. Don't worry about them. If Chase Claypool does well on your bench, be like, eh, about time. Don't worry about it. Yeah. KJ Osborne. Yeah. And, and just, and then you know, remember, and just tell yourself that you, you bench Chase Claypool for disciplinary reasons and he's going to be a better player for it in the yeah. long term. Absolutely. He probably needs to be Absolutely. Give him, write him an angry letter. You'll feel so much better. <laughs> Any more questions, Eddie? Do we have anything on YouTube? No more uh, questions, but we did have a, a comment uh, oh. after answering the um, the uh, pool split in the championship game. Uh, we got a tweet back in from Parge saying, thank you for your answers uh, to my question. I will not be splitting the championship money. So we've convinced them. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> not doing it on the moral high ground. I love it. I love it. I love it. But there's nothing wrong with it. We decided there's nothing wrong with it. We just said we wouldn't do it. I don't know unless. if I could do it. Like poker money, sure. Okay. Like, But my championship money from 17 weeks worth yeah. of work? Heck no. (laughs) I love it. You guys, it is the championship week. It has been a blast to have stepmom Lauren on the show today. Please let everyone know where they can find you one more time. Okay. So I work at like 3 billion places, but you can find all of my work on my website. It's stepmomlauren.com. I write for NBC Sports Edge, the fantasy footballers. I do video work for Fantasy Pros, for Bets TV, for Mayo Media Net. I'm also a football guy staffer. So you can just find all of that at stepmomlauren.com. You can actually subscribe to it. It's free. It just kind of lets you know when I add more material from all the stuff I do during the week. And yeah, come find me on social media across all platforms. It's Stepmom Lauren. Do not Google search that when you are at work. It is not safe for work. And no, that is not me. That is somebody else. Ooh. Wow. Just okay. have to do the, do the disclaimer wow. every you single know, time. Because someone's like, oh my God, Google. I Googled your name. You I was like, really? Google. I know. And yeah. There was one time I had, because I was an actress in my former life and I did some modeling and there was one time one of my friends from high school, like went to my website and it was blocked on his work computer because I oh, had God. some like sexy dress on or something, which oh, was like salacious. Like, salacious. No, there's Rachel another, there's everywhere. a whole other stepmom Lauren that is not me. Okay. I didn't know that she existed when I already had my Twitter handle because I am a stepmother. So that is not, that's not me. Just go straight not to her. my website, stepmomlauren.com. That is the real fantasy football stepmom right there. Stepmomlauren.com is where you're going to find the best information. Lauren, absolutely one of my favorite people in the business. Oh, I love good you, heart, good soul, and a great, great mind. And that's what we're looking for. And plus, she's a lot of fun. And if you're not having fun doing this, then don't do it because we're here to have fun and we're here to have fun with you. We appreciate you hanging with us all season on Waiver Wired. We'll be back next week. Just because fantasy football is over uh, doesn't mean we're done. We're going to celebrate your championships with you and we're going to start talking about games, game bets, and DFS. And yes, Yes, it is right, friends. Last week, our DFS video told you to stack Joe Burrow and T. Higgins. Yeah, we did. The proof is on the Twitter. You can go check it out. In the meantime, go out, win those fantasy football championships, and come back next week and brag about it because we'll be here. Have a great weekend.